1: Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, everybody? This is Faraz. I'm here with Zach. We're ready to go over everything that we were supposed to go over for week yeah. 11. Last night, last night got me on tilt a little bit. It has a lot of people on tilt, specifically Kadarius Tony, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. I uh, yeah. hope everyone's doing well on this Monday morning. Uh, we had we had some good games yesterday. Um, you know, not as many waiver wire options that we had like we had the week before. Uh one yeah. of those waiver waiver wire options didn't work out so well. One of them worked out really well with Christian yeah. Watson on Thursday night. Um and we talked about that on Friday. But uh let's let's get into it, Zach. You know, hope all is good with you. I see you wearing your cowboys jersey. How you feeling this morning?
0: Oh, I'm feeling so much better. Uh the Packers game doesn't even exist anymore in my mind. It's gone. You know, we, we we got a big win in Minnesota. I'm happy. That enough said. You know, Tony Pollard, he's looking good. They better keep using him, dude. I know, I know Zeke was coming back from the injury. You know, they he's supposedly on a snap count. He's still got two touchdowns, but they better keep using Tony Pollard the way you're using him because the offense is just so much better.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It really is, dude. And you know, honestly. You know, just seeing what he could do, it, you know, and it wasn't even just the big plays, right? Like he had the big plays, but like you just give it to him, you know, and he just, the way he cuts the corner just to get like a simple, like eight yards, nine yards for a first down. It's like nothing for him. Yeah. He's like, he's just su- super talented, you know, and, and um, it's one of those things. You just got to get the ball in his hands.
0: He's so fresh because he hasn't had the touches, you know, and he, he's actually a little bit older than, you know, most running backs, you know, are at that breakout age, but. You know, he, he's just fresh because they haven't used him at all. So he's got, he's got fresh legs. He's definitely explosive. And now he's getting used in a receiving game suddenly. I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. We're, I don't think we're going to see 100 yards from him every week in the receiving game. But scrimmage yards, he's looking pretty good, you know, as far as production goes. He doesn't even need that many touches. Um, He, he got a lot, obviously, last week and, and this week. But um, th- th- he's not dependent on that. He's very efficient.
1: These Memphis running backs, man
0: you got to keep an eye on
1: whoever's coming out of these this 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 program dude like they're just versatile (laughs) they're just good man i don't know what what kind of what what they're eating or drinking over there but like it's it's working it's working um (laughs) before i get into today's podcast just want to let you guys know that uh you know one really cool way you know to like make your make your um game day experience a little bit better is by playing underdog uh if you use the code upper hand they're doubling first your first deposit up to a hundred dollars right now uh make sure you take advantage of that uh we we went like 50 50 in our picks this weekend uh but you know we're gonna be putting up some more picks for tonight uh on underdog i had a few of them zach I, i'm sure you saw a couple of them but i do like yeah. i i do like jimmy you know, under 31 and a half passing attempts. Uh, you know, he he hasn't hit 31, 32 in, uh, in a couple games now. And I kind of feel like, you know, especially with Collard not starting tonight with the 49ers defense, you know, being pretty good. I feel like he might not have to pass a whole lot. So i like the under there. Uh, I also like him to be efficient and throw two touchdowns in this game. So I got the over, oh, I'm sorry, the higher uh, than 1.5 passing touchdowns yeah. for him. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk over four receptions i kind of feel like that one's a gimme
0: that one feels like right? free money i was gonna say free,
1: right like that one seems like really low so i'm yeah. definitely like iuke is probably the strongest one in my opinion out of out of the ones that i had um debo samuel you know over 11 and a half rushing yards i feel like with his lack of usage there lately like that's a really low number too. and he can get that on one run uh he had yeah. four rushes, r- rushing attempts last week and that was with Christian McCaffrey and with Elijah Mitchell healthy. So, I like that. I also like Christian McCaffrey to score in this game uh on the ground. You know, those goal line carries are going to be there. I feel like in this game with the 49ers potentially dominating. We'll see. You never know cuz this game is in Arizona, right? So, it's not yeah. it's not at home. You never know what these games will turn out. You know, like a lot of the times you you go into these games you are like you kind of know how it's going to turn out doesn't always work out that way. But no. I do like McCaffrey to score on the ground this game, get 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 a couple goal line carries. And then James Connor. You know, this is a tough game for him, you know, uh, you know, on the road. I'm sorry. He's at home. However, very tough matchup against San Francisco. Doesn't have Colin Murray. Uh, yes, they might depend on him, but the matchup might be a little bit too tough to overcome. I'm not sure how well they're going to be sustaining drives against his team. So uh, I do have him under or lower than his 71 and a half scrimmage yards that 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 that, that, that he had up uh, that underdog has up for today. So. If you choose a bunch of these, you know, you're going to basically be multiplying your money. You can choose, you know, 3 picks, 4 picks, 5 picks and you'll end up 6xing, 10xing or 20xing your money and just use code upper hand when you do download and when you do make your first deposit so you can get that 100% match that they offer. All right? With that being said, Let's get into it, dude. Let's talk about yesterday's games. Yeah. Uh and we'll, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you want me to get to, guys. We'll get to it, I promise. Okay? There's a lot of interesting things you want. I know you want me to talk talk to, talk about Kadarius Tony right now. I ain't going to do it. I ain't no. going to do it. Okay? You're going to restrain I mean, yourself. No, no not like... yet. I'm going to restrain <laughs> myself because I have a so I don't know, man. Feeling some type of way about that one. But <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All right? Um, yeah. let's talk about the Patriots. Let's start with them. Um, Damian Harris, right? If you were watching red zone, you saw Damian Harris like kind of rip off some chunk plays. And you're like, uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Coming out of the bye. You know, are these two like, you know, is Damian Harris kind of making his way back into this rotation? And he is. You know, he even, you know, outperformed Ramondre on the ground. Um, and you know, Damian Harris is looking as healthy as he can be, right? However, Ramondre Stevenson still was on the field for 78% of snaps. He still had twenty one opportunities. So you know, if you're watching Red Zone and your teammates, your, your league mates are watching Red Zone, they saw the big plays from Harris. If you need a running back, I'm sending an offer for Ramondre right now, right? Yeah. Because with the numbers that he had, he still looks like an RB1 rest of season, you know? And I was thinking about it. I was like, it was, a, you know, it was in the in the back of my head, like, hmm, you know, after this bye week, I wonder, hmm, hmm, <laughs> I, after, this, <laughs> after this bye week, I wonder, you know, would Damian Harris get a little healthier, you know, how much... Will he kind of like move this – shift this rotation just a little bit? And he didn't really. He just just so happened to get a touch on the snaps that he was on the field for. Um, So, Mm -hmm. Ramondre, man, looking like an RB1 rest of the season. You know, after the bye, if you're not going to make any sort of change, it ain't going to happen the rest of the season. So, I'm sending off for Stevenson if I can.
0: Yeah, just look at the way that he was used and the production that he had. Even in a game where this Patriots offense did nothing. I mean, absolutely zero. No touchdown score whatsoever. He still and it was a tough with... matchup. Yeah, in a tough matchup. It, he still put up 14.2 points. You know, he caught six passes. That receiving work is what's going to buoy him, even through these bad weeks. We've seen this, you know, with Ramondre Stevenson. You might look at Damian Harris and go, oh, well, he did have 65, 65 yards on eight carries. And yes, you know, I was watching Red Zone. I know what you're talking about. It seemed like every time they cut to the Patriots game, which wasn't often, it was Damian Harris having a long run. But Ramondre Stevenson, you know, just kind of floating under the radar with his passing work. And that's what's going to make him, you know, extremely valuable and much more valuable than Damian Harris moving forward. Um, I like Ramondre Stevenson to get six targets, you know, each week more than I like Damian Harris to run for 65 yards, average eight yards a carry 100 percent. So I'm not worried about Ramondre Stevenson. Like you said, the uh, opportunities, the snap share, they're all going Stevenson's way still, even with Harris doing his thing. Um, Harris might continue to be, you know, a little bit of a thorn in the side. Because he is a good running back. It's not that he's not a good player, but Rondre Stevenson is just, you know, the complete package for the Patriots, and they should continue to use him as such, uh heading uh moving forward and down the stretch.
1: Yeah, uh for sure. And you know, looking at another running back who got extra opportunity this week is David Montgomery. Uh he was yeah. on the field for eighty percent of snaps. He got twenty touches, he totaled 121 yards, and he's a borderline RB one play, high end RB two play, as long as Kula Herbert's out.
0: Yeah, 100 percent You
1: know what? Uh Justin Fields too. Like he's hurt, right? Like he had his shoulder he, he has a shoulder injury now. And we'll yeah. see, we'll see about that. You know, we haven't necessarily, you know, we, we haven't got any word on how severe it is. He might miss a game or two. We never know. But either way, you know, it it, it feels is out. I would assume they depend on Montgomery more. But at the end of the day, you kind of want Fields to play so this offense can move.
0: Yeah, I mean My assessment of David Montgomery moving forward, even though Justin Fields, you know, played really well, um, it's not going to depend entirely on whether Justin Fields is injured or not. But um, my analysis is that David Montgomery is pretty good. You know, he he looks (laughs) like he's doing what he needs to do. Um, This is kind of what we expected with Kilo Herbert being out. Tristan Abner was pretty much a non-factor. He got six carries, but he only took it for eight yards. Um, David Montgomery hes just going to get all the work at this point. You know, that's all you have to worry about with him. I don't think his ceiling is tremendously high, um, whether that's with Justin Fields on the field or not. Um, If Justin Fields is playing, you know, there's a good chance he's taking those touch, a couple of those touchdowns uh, for the Bears each week. But um, if he isn't, you know, the offense is just going to be that much worse. And David Montgomery, his ceiling's going to be capped anyway. But he's going to be a fantastic, you know, RB2 play for you, I think, moving forward with low end RB1 upside, I think, each week. And that's kind of what we saw. Um, it, it wasn't a fantastic matchup. It wasn't a bad it wasn't like a very good matchup either against Atlanta. But uh, I think that David Montgomery, we can expect this type of week moving forward. Twenty one is right around where I think he'll settle. Most weeks, as long as he scores a touchdown, um, but he has a nice, solid workload to lean on now. They didn't have before.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I, I th- this was an easy one to pick, right? Like, and his 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 prop this week was pretty low too with his rushing prop, and you know we yeah. were able to smash that one pretty successfully. Uh, but yeah, man, Justin Fields. Let's hope that he's okay. Because you know it could be an AC sprain. It's possible that that's the case. He could miss a week or two. Uh, Hopefully, that's not the case though. Because we've been dependent on him, and even in this game, you know, like he didn't put up a monster game. You know, he had a little bit of a tough outing, but
0: still really good. I mean, I still put up twenty-three points. Like, come on, yeah, right. That seems
1: like his floor
0: right now. Yeah, the way he's rushing the ball. And they said this injury—it's a shoulder injury. It's his left shoulder, right? So maybe there's a chance he plays through it. You know, he doesn't yeah. need that left that. shoulder. You can put it in a swing. We saw Baker Mayfield do that, but obviously, you know, Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield. Hopefully we don't get those results. Um, either way, regardless, though, I think this is going to limit his rushing usage um, if he does continue to play, if he decides to play through it. Um, obviously, if he if he's out, you're not going to start him, but um, if he does end up playing through it, you know, he's going to have to rely more on his arm, which, you know, isn't necessarily what we want to see. I mean, he's been able to do really well because of his rushing ability, and that's what's really kind of elevated him. Uh, I'm not sure how much I trust just his arm if that becomes the case. I think the design runs would go way down. We're not going to see 18 carries a game like he he did. He had 18 carries uh, against the Falcons. I don't think we'd see that. So I would temper expectations regardless moving forward, even if he does say he's going to play, if it's just a minor shoulder injury, um, injuries like that, Tend to lower to decrease the amount of rushing attempts that they'll get, I think. And we saw kind of, you know, we've seen quarterbacks get hurt and then they don't run as much. Hopefully, it's not the case for Justin Fields, but um, like Dak Prescott, we saw he used to run a lot more and he doesn't anymore. Um, whether that's because of the injury or not, you could say you, you can make an argument for or against that. But Justin Fields, hopefully, he's good because he's been a cheat code for fantasy. And you've probably been riding him into a playoff contention uh, if you haven't.
1: The Falcons uh, in this game, um, their backfield went from a three-man rotation to a two-man rotation between Cordell Patterson and Algier. Uh, So we're making progress here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) These two, they pretty much split snaps down the middle. Uh, I think both are startable. Um, You know, if this continues, obviously Patterson's ceiling gets lowered. I would I would have assumed that Patterson would have taken a bigger lead in this backfield, but you know, Algier has looked good, you know, in his opportunities, you know, so far this year in Patterson's absence. So we could see this one-two, you know, continue as is. Patterson, you know, he broke the record for kick return touchdowns, yeah. uh, yesterday, which is kind of cool to see. So you, you you probably got the six points from that uh, as well. So that's great. But, you know, this is a little bit something to monitor moving forward. But I think both these guys can can be started. I would say as like – I would say Patterson is like a low-end RB2 and then Algier is a uh, high-end RB3. Yeah,
0: I I think they're really similar. And I don't think it's going to really be a hot hand kind of thing. You know, they're just both going to get their snaps. Um, Cordell Patterson, I think, gets, like you said, the edge by just a little bit. Uh, Their upsides, they're just going to, you know – they're just going to kind of screw each other over as far as upside goes. <laughs> because uh, once Cordero Patterson, you know, gets his touches, then they're going to get Tyler Algier on the field a little bit. And Tyler Algier looks really good. And, you know, obviously he's a lot younger than Patterson. Patterson still looks good running the ball, but it's going to be hard to keep Algier off the field. I think they're going to be, you know, primed for more of a 50-50 split, more of what we saw against the Bears this week moving forward.
1: Um, Cal Pitts, you know, he looked like he had a bad knee injury, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting results of an MRI to see what's up. It looks like it's an MCL sprain and that would be the, that would be the, a good thing to be honest with you. Cause you obviously don't want an ACL. It's pot it, judging by the video. A lot of people thought that it might be an ACL injury, but it, it, it's, if it's an MCL, it's good news, but he could still miss time. Um, so, yeah. so we'll see now if Pitts does make time, make miss time, then Drake London, you know, becomes a, a bit more viable moving for forward. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Hopefully. <I laughs> but, don't know. like,
1: you know, Pitts, Pitts has seen a ton of targets, though. Like, the target share has been huge for Pitts over the last couple of games. So, with Drake London being, like, the sole guy, like, obviously you're going to see, like, Zacchaeus, like, catch long touchdowns out of nowhere, of course. Give me a bird, um, yeah. Give me a bird, right, exactly. But I think Drake London can be potentially pushed into maybe, maybe a top 30 wide receiver. Maybe. It could be.
0: He could be. It just depends because this is obviously a run first offense. Um, obviously, you hate to see Kyle Pitts go down, but it makes your job a lot easier when you're choosing between tight ends now. If he would miss time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With yeah. the way the tight end landscape is, <laughs> you don't have to worry about starting. But the funny thing is, you know, in this game where he went down, he was actually looking pretty good as far yeah. as production. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't too late in the game that he went down. You know, he had five targets, three catches for 43 yards. He was actually getting the ball. It was on his bit. way.
1: It seemed like he was on his way to a big game.
0: It seemed like he was on his way to at least a tight end one performance, which would have been awesome, you know, but um, hopefully it's nothing too serious. I feel serious. like
1: that, that's that's that line right there is already a tight end one performance.
0: That's what it feels like these days. I mean, uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, <laughs> you, caught, you know. Is... If you caught
1: three balls for like 45 yards, I feel like that's, that's already, that puts you in the top 12 among all tight ends for for any
0: given week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you were choosing like guys like Hayden Hurst, he had one catch for 21 yards and then he had one more catch after that. Like the tight end landscape is so barren. And then you have Travis Kelsey putting up three touchdowns
1: on Sunday night. Travis Kelsey, man, like he he his lead, you know, amongst among tight ends like is unbelievable. Like the positional advantage you have if you drafted Kelsey, that that has helped you a ton. Like that has helped you so much Uh, so that, you know, if you have Kelsey, like you're the biggest positional advantage of any position right now. You know, if you have Eckler, it's a nice advantage, but it's not a huge positional advantage over the next guy. Uh, Mm. You know, same thing with Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, like not a huge positional advantage over the next guy, right? So at the the end of the day, like if you have Kelsey, like you are absolutely rolling. So it seems to me like next year early in drafts, like we're going to have to prioritize – Guys like Kelsey, you know, but if there is no guy Kelsey, like Kelsey, and that's then you, it. you, that's you, you it. won't really do it. You know? Yeah,
0: unless you're getting Kelsey, do not draft a tight end, at least the way things are going yeah. right now. Do not draft a tight end until, you know, late rounds because you could just get the same value for a guy that's in the late rounds as you are going to get in the mid rounds. Like I made the mistake. I took Kyle Pitts in the third round this season in one of my drafts, hoping that he would be able to, you know, come through and reach that upside because he is still a unicorn. It's just really upsetting. Um, that he hasn't been able to hit that and some of that's out of his control just the, all, the way the offense is schemed and you know marcus Mariota quarterback i had a little bit more hope because marcus Mariota did make delaney walker you know a tight end one a few years ago so um it's been disappointing for kyle pitts this is a rough setback you know obviously he wasn't doing amazing things for you in your lineup but this is just another blow we don't want to see kyle pitts go down uh hopefully it's nothing major like you said like if it's an mcl sprain okay that's fine acl would be that, that would maybe tank his stock a little bit, you know, moving forward.
1: It would. It would really. It would hurt his Dynasty? stock by a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it would definitely hurt his stock a little bit. I would still buy. Uh, I'm still buying right now. Um, if it's an MCL sprint, definitely still buy. But it, even ACL, I'm okay buying. But just don't. I wouldn't expect a whole lot, you know, next year. Yeah. You know? Moving on to Baltimore, Demarcus Robinson ended up catching all nine of his targets for 128 yards from Lamar Jackson. You know. Should we be paying attention to this? Because Devin DuVernay only had one target, right? DuVernay yeah. hasn't seen, seen a high target share at all, and we've gotten a good sample, decent sample size, you know, of uh Lamar missing uh Rashad Bateman, right? And Robinson saw 24% target share, 18% target share, and now 27% target share over the last couple games. So, they have Jacksonville next week, so maybe Robinson can be an option in deep leagues. Um, he also has a decent schedule, too, like playoff schedule as well. Yeah. So if he pans out as like Lamar wanting to go to him, and he looked good in this game. So if Lamar wanted wants to go with him and he makes him his wide receiver one moving forward, and then you look at that playoff schedule, like he might be a little bit of an underrated ad.
0: He could be an underrated ad. Um, I, I think it's tough to say, like, should we be paying attention to this? Yes, obviously you should. Um, With the way that the Baltimore receiving core is, you know, wiped out, they don't have a whole lot left, you know, with Rashad Bateman out and Mark Andrews was missing. No, he played, but he was playing a little bit injured. Um, He's been missing the past couple of weeks. You know, somebody has to catch a passage in Baltimore. And if it's not Rashad Bateman, I think it's just going to be, you know, back and forth. It's, I don't think – uh, what's the name? Demarcus Robinson is going to have this type of game week to week. Maybe – you know, like you said, in terms of his value right now, it could go up depending on whether, like you said, Lamar Jackson sticks with him. But I wouldn't count on this type of production. Certainly not. You know, nine nine catches and 128 yards each week. I think it's you know kind of liable to go either way. Devin well, Dubnyk I mean, could turn around and if have. A game Robinson, if
1: Marcus Robinson, if the Marcus Robinson scored nine for 128 every single week, he'll be the overall wide receiver one. yeah well maybe but it's but yeah i mean i don't think that's gonna happen he would literally i don't think so either hell no of course not but but can he maintain a high target share right can he be viable like can he be oh this would this if you do pick up demarcus robinson you're like can he be a viable wide receiver three for me moving forward right like that's what it's really about like if he catches nine for 128 the dude's a new amara saint brown but we we know that's not gonna happen (laughs) Yeah. So it's more about like, can he be viable? Is he fantasy relevant? Like that's that's really he what it's about. He can be here.
0: viable, I think. He can be viable, and that's pretty much where I put his ceiling. You know what I'm saying? I I don't think it's going to be too. His I I'm not sure he reaches this ceiling again the rest of the season unless. Who you know, would you rather
1: pick this up this week? Demarcus Robinson, or, let's see, who 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 do we got? Matt Collins, Demarcus Robinson, or Matt Collins? This not week?
0: Demarcus Robinson.
1: Yeah. yeah. Matt Collins got some targets yesterday too. I think he has some like targets. targets or something
0: like that. Yeah. yeah. Some so,
1: you know, obviously with, you know, Hunter Renfro missing and Darren Waller missing, that might be a decision that a lot of people have to make. So I think I'm going to lean to Marcus Robinson as well, just because there's a chance that, you know, he is Lamar's wide receiver one.
0: Yeah. I guess at this point. Yeah. I mean, if you're scouring the waiver wire for, you know, the next uh, waiver wire hit, you know, it could be him. Like you said, there's not many situations out there where you have a chance to pick up a wide receiver one on a team on the waiver wire. This
1: is a pretty barren waiver wire this week, I would say. Outside of, it's not a
0: whole yeah, lot. Yeah, outside of Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, I outside say, of Samadji P. Ryan, that's,
1: that, that's probably it. Um, And we'll, we'll get to Samadji P. Ryan in, in a little bit. Um, yeah. So it turns out that a neutral site for Amari Cooper is just fine. 12 targets, eight catches, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. Both him and Diamond Peoples Jones came through this week. Uh, DPJ caught five for 61 and a touchdown as well. Uh, But Nick Chubb, he couldn't get anything going on at, you know, on the ground at all. 14 carries for 19 yards. Like that might be the worst game ever by Nick Chubb. Like I've never seen him do that before. And I'm assuming that most of that was not his fault um (laughs) because he Nick Chubb can do no wrong um but yeah man Amari Cooper dude like you know it's one of those things where you know you gotta embrace the we we talked about this with Amari Cooper you gotta embrace the volatility you know you can't take him out of your lineup because if you do there's gonna be games like this where he's sitting on your bench so you have to eat it when he stinks and when he comes through you, you have to have him in your lineup because otherwise you're going to be picking the wrong weeks where he 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 goes off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be pulling Amari Cooper in out of your lineup. That's the thing with these types of boom-bust players. You know, you hate to have them when they bust, but when they boom, you know, you're winning weeks. Um, He's the overall wide receiver 10 in terms of points scored right now you know obviously we've seen that production come in in bunches and then you know he doesn't produce at all but um if you were watching the game you know he had a, a really just a massive first half i think at the end of the first half he had six for 91 in touchdown which is awesome and he pretty much went away for the next quarter and a half and then in that garbage time you know the last few minutes of the game the browns put together all these drives suddenly you know and scoring drives too like amari cooper you know he's catching touchdowns he was a couple inches away, I think, from a two-point conversion that I saw, and Dominic Peoples-Jones, you know, he really came through at the end for you at the end with a touchdown to kind of cap it off. He's been on a bit of a run himself too. You know, he's actually a viable receiver. Oh, yeah. but the thing about Amari Cooper, you know, the neutral sites, one thing. Yeah, he had a great game on neutral site. We're not going to pay much more attention as we know that you know home away. It, it's an odd trend that we're seeing with Cooper, but he can get better. You know, this is Deshaun Watson coming back in what two weeks now? Is that is that what it is? So, yeah. Jacoby Brissett is doing this with Amari Cooper. We've seen Amari Cooper do his thing. He can. St- he, it's not like he can't play. And it, it hurts me to see him play really well because Dallas lost him. But Amari Cooper, you know, he's a really good fantasy receiver. And he was a value, I think, you know, at this point. The way where he was going in drafts coming in this season, it's looking like um, that was way too low. Amari Cooper is going to be I, – I, I think he's a wide receiver one. Absolutely, in terms of fantasy. A low-end wide receiver one most weeks. Uh, with the upside to be, you know, a mid to high end wide receiver one each week. But then also, you know, it goes the other way, too. If he has a bad day, you know, he, he's, he's like a really strong boom bust option, which is weird to think because the game logs will tell you that he's boom bust. But his overall points scored are so high. It's just like he doesn't feel like a like Gabe Davis. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And And, you know, he has to be ranked at least probably in the top 15. You know, yes. uh, every, every single week. Um, let, me,
0: let me just think where you had him coming into this week last week. I know you had him at wide receiver 20.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had him at wide receiver 20. And I think we adjusted during the podcast. We like did. Moved yes. him up uh, Because it was too low. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are my ha- those are my if I'm not mistaken, those are my hangover rankings. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With my wife and I. Uh, You know, it's funny. um, I was reviewing the podcast like because I wanted to see how, you know, how things were going. So I listened to that, the beginning part of that podcast. And um, I I thought it was just funny. I was listening to it this morning and I was just Mm. like, wow, like, I really powered through that one because I I remember how (laughs) I was feeling that morning. Right, uh, and I, I, we did all right. We did all right. So I was.
0: Happy. Yeah, it was good. You know, I couldn't tell much of. I couldn't tell much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? That was good. It's not man, like you were slurring good. your words or anything. Like you. you were I was good. doing. Oh, hey man, I was powering through. Twenty-four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.